0: are you glad to be at church today amen we are very grateful for our seniors first of all I want to congratulate you on your accomplishments 13 years and now you're set to uh, go out into the world and make your mark go to college play football go to flight school I mean you guys have multiple plans and uh, just keep in mind Hard work and dedication pay off. And I would say that uh, hard work always trumps IQ. You can be very intelligent, but not accomplish a lot. But when you commit to something, stay committed wholeheartedly. You're ending one season of life and you're starting another. And it will be a challenge. And I know that you guys are ready to get out of Salem High School. And probably a lot of you are saying, Thank the Lord I can get out of Salem. I remember feeling that way 42 years ago. That's a long time, isn't it? But I've been back here since 1996, so Salem isn't such a bad place, amen? Uh, I know that some of you probably feel the burden of high expectations from your parents, your grandparents, your friends, others, but I want to challenge you. I want to give you an expectation, and the expectation that I have for you is this, to be all that God has created you to be. That's what you need to become. I'm going to ask you guys to stand with me and open your Bibles if you have them, and we're going to read out of 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 7 through 9. The Word of God says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love, and of a sound mind. Therefore do not be ashamed of the testimony of the Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share with me in the sufferings for the gospel according to the power of God, who has called us, or saved us, and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. Heavenly Father, I pray today for this short message that it would touch the hearts and lives of our graduates and others, and I pray, Father, that you would be glorified in their lives. And we thank you, Lord, that you do not give us a spirit of fear, but, Lord, you have given us power from the presence of the Holy Spirit, and I pray that we would walk in that power. For it's in Christ's name that I pray, amen. You may be seated. I want to give you guys four things today to take in your life as you begin this new season of life. And the first one is the passage that I just read, which Paul is really saying, face your fears, right? He's saying, face your fears. Now, there are a lot of things in this world of fear today. Think about it with me for just a moment. There's the Russian-Ukrainian war that's going on with the uh, a madman saying that he may use nuclear weapons. That's something to fear because if one's launched, many more will be launched as well. But also our economy Our economy is vastly changing. When you look out west, in the western world, starting with Kansas all the way to the coastline, they are having a severe famine because of this long drought that's been going on. You probably don't realize it, but your parents do. Everything is getting more expensive. It's getting more difficult. The instability that we have in our economy. Also, student debt. Some of you are going to incur student debt. I would challenge you... ...to incur as little as possible. And uh, for many of you, read Dave Ramsey's book about money management. Now, we could go on and on and on about these things. You could say, how am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to live? Where am I going to go? And we can make ourselves sick with worry, thinking about things and overthinking things... And uh, it's easy for that worry to creep into our life. But it's been said that worry is kind of like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but it doesn't get you anywhere. So don't worry and don't fear. Let fear just fall off and let it go. Think of David facing Goliath in the Old Testament, First Samuel 17. I mean, there was a lot to fear. You have this 9-foot, nine 9-inch nine upright armadillo coming at a little boy. All he has is a slingshot, and Goliath has a sword. But guess what? He faced his fear and he won because he was willing to go fight the giant. And God will give you the strength and he will also give you the ability to overcome whatever fear that you may have. So face your fear and be victorious in life. That's the first thing I want you to understand. Second thing is forget your failures. We need to, we're all going to fail, right? Everybody fails. And uh, Paul tells us in Philippians chapter 3, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do. Now notice what he said, one thing that I do. Forgetting those things which are behind, and I reach forward to those things which are ahead. And then I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So Paul is telling us there, forget your failures. Forget your failures. Because in the life, as you're going, you're going to have setbacks. But you can have great comebacks, too. And uh, when you fall down, get up. It's not a matter of not falling. It's not a matter of not failing. It's a matter of saying, I'll press on toward the mark. Our greatest president, in my view, is Abraham Lincoln. And Abraham Lincoln had many failures in his life. Let me just share a, a few of those with you. 19, or 1832, he lost his job. He was defeated for the state legislature. 1833, he failed in business. 1835, his sweetheart died. 1836, he had a nervous breakdown. 1838, he was defeated for Speaker. 1843, defeated for nomination for Congress. 1848, lost the nomination. 1849, rejected for land officer. 1854, defeated for U.S. Senate. 1856, defeated for nomination for Vice President. 1858 Again, defeated for U.S. Senate. Wouldn't you just give up? I mean, look at all those failures. It's it's like, I can't do this anymore. But in 1860, he was elected president of the United States of America. And because of him, our union was preserved. So you're going to have failures in life. You're going to have setbacks in life. But don't give up. I like what Winston Churchill said in the dark days of World War II, never, 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 never give up. Continue to fight, continue to move forward, face your fears, never give up. I like what Paul said in verse 14, I press toward the goal. What's your goal? Do you know what your goal is? When you, If you know your goal, then whatever happens between you and your goal, continue to press forward. Uh, the goal of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Recognize the fact, as James said in our song, and as, as Paul said in Timothy, we have to face those fears and we have to overcome those failures because in life you're going to have difficulties. I like the story of George Cafago. George Cafago was uh, I had, he was an all-American at Tennessee, and then he was drafted by the Brooklyn Dodgers in the NFL at that time. And George Cafago had some setbacks. But George Cafago, during a game with New York... It was rainy, it was muddy, it was nasty, and he was a fullback, and it was George Cafago to the right, George Cafago to the left, and he was just going down the field three, four yards at a time. The clock was ticking off, and he came toward the goal line, and he got the ball, he was hitting the backfield, he continued moving forward, he hit a second time, and then a third time, and just as he was going down, he went. He put the ball over the goal line, and at that very moment, the gun fired to end the half, and it was heard in the stand. My soul, they had to shoot him to stop him. (laughs) So you know what? Face your failures. Overcome your failures. Forget what happened in the past. And as you realize that your parents, as you get older, were not as dumb as you thought they are. (laughs) I talked with a guy yesterday. He said, you know what? When I was... Graduating high school, I thought my parents were the dumbest people alive. But By the time I was 30, I thought they were geniuses. Go to your parents and ask for good and godly advice. Listen to wise counsel. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not upon your own understanding. In all your ways, all your ways acknowledge Him. And here's what He will do. He will direct your path. He will take you to the destination that you need to go to. Listen to wise counsel. Forget your failures when they happen. Lastly, and I told you this would be a short sermon. Here it is. Finish your race, or follow your, your path, I'm sorry. Follow your path, Hebrews 12. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, verses 1 through 3, it tells us this. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside aside every weight and sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him... "...who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your soul." So God has a path laid out for you. Follow that path. That is your responsibility, is to stay on course. And there are times that you're going to get off course. How many of you have heard your GPS say, recalculating, recalculating? And in life... You're going to have to do the same. I mean, you're going to have to get back on the course because everyone's going to wander away for a short period of time. But one of my friends sang this song, and the line of his song is this, the longer you're on the wrong road, the harder it is to get off. So if you'll stay on the right course and the right path, you don't have to worry about coming in and going out. My advice to you is this, the straight and narrow road. Matthew chapter 7 tells us, Jesus speaking, verse 13 and 14. Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And many go in by it, because narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way which leads to life. And there are few who find it. So keep looking unto Jesus. Follow your path. And lastly, finish your race. 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 6 through 8 I'm already being poured out as a drink offering the time of my departure is at hand and many of you are going to be departing from your home very soon I have fought the good fight I have finished the race I have kept the faith finally there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness which the Lord the righteous judge will give to me on that day and not to me only but also to all who have loved his appearing wouldn't it be a blessing to hear those words well done good and faithful servant. You've been faithful in a few things. I will make you master over many. So, in concluding, the most important thing that we ever do in life is giving our life to Jesus Christ. And then focus on Him every single day. How? Prayer, Bible reading, devotional, and finding an accountability partner that will hold you accountable to Christ and you hold them accountable. God bless you guys. My prayer for you is, if you ever need to speak to somebody, I'll be here. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for our graduates. I thank you for their lives. I thank you, Father, for their futures. And I pray, Lord, that they would continue to stay focused. And Father, they would uh, just continue to look unto you. And, Lord, I pray for their parents. And I know it's a very scary thing to send your children off to college or off to work or away from home. But, Father, I pray that every one of these students have been trained well and they will live well. And, Father, they'll build their lives upon the solid rock, which is Christ. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.